Hi, welcome to A Look Behind and Rewind. I'm your host, Tom Nielsen. Okay, gang, today we're going to put the pedal to the metal. But it's not what you think. No, we're not talking about hot rods or four-wheel monster trucks. We're going to be delving into the phenomena of riding about on two wheels. In other words, bicycling, especially of the long-distance variety. Imagine that some of us can recall those very early days when we got our first taste of biking, thanks to a set of training wheels that our parents installed on our new two-wheeled kid-sized cycle. Ah, yes, that was the day that we graduated from tricycles, experiencing our first taste of freedom. First, we got the chance to ride down to the end of the street. Then, with our folks looking on a little bit nervous, we explored one or two blocks over. And eventually, after the training wheels came off, we were free to roam all around the neighborhood to our heart's content. Of course, as the years went by, and we upgraded to bigger and faster bikes like a full-size three-speed English racer, we soon had the ability to ride even further, like into the next town. We could ride our bikes to school, to the local supermarket, maybe even over the river and through the woods to Grandma's house. And then our horizons really opened up. In those few formative years between training wheels and getting our driving permit, the bicycle became our primary means of testing the limits. Actually, for a while at least, it was our only way of getting around. But we took every possible opportunity we could to explore our expanding world. Oh sure, there were some scraped knees along the way, Maybe even some run-ins with scary, ferocious dogs that ran after us while we were riding, barking at our heels and trying to defend their territory. But we survived all those incidents and many more. We learned how to operate three gears like a real pro. And for those of us who were mechanically inclined, we also learned how to do minor repairs like fixing a flat or adjusting the cables on a handbrake. One of the first times that I tested the limits of my new two-wheeled freedom was when I took off in the direction of downtown with a mission in mind. There's a small mom-and-pop luncheonette and soda fountain located on Roselle Street, not too far away from the Polish National Home. And that luncheonette, I discovered, featured a couple of racks of comic books. Yes, I was still at that stage of adolescence when comic books were definitely a big thing among my circle of friends. And being the nerd that I was, I simply had to find ways to feed my habit. So finding stores that carried a good selection of comics was one of my highest priorities in life, believe me. So I mapped out the route in my mind, got my bike out of the garage, and set off for comic book nirvana. For the most part, I stuck to the side roads, especially those that ran in a straight line towards my destination. And here's the amazing part, friends. In this day and age, when we now have the modern miracle of GPS directions, I googled the destination, and my maps program laid out the exact same route that I used as a kid years ago. Who knew that similar minds could think alike, even when one of them was artificial intelligence? Well anyway, this particular journey to that luncheonette, while it seemed like a big thing at the time, was only about a mile and a half from my house. Google tells me that if you're biking, it should only take you about nine minutes one way. Of course, back then, on my maiden voyage of testing my long-distance endurance, it seemed like an eternity. Well, needless to say, I arrived safely, 
made my carefully considered choice of comic books like Superboy, The Flash, Batman, etc., and then headed back home, triumphant in my mission, and also flying high with the knowledge that I could travel as far as my skinny little legs would take me. And that knowledge, naturally, prepared me for my next big exploration, which would take me almost five miles away, right into the heart of some rather dangerous territory, which as a naive young kid, I had no inkling of just how risky it could have been. So one bright sunny day, emboldened by my first successful biking adventure, I set out for a new destination. I didn't tell my mom exactly where I was going. I just said, I'm going out for a ride. I'll be back sometime in the afternoon. My goal was to get as far as I could, which meant going right up to the water's edge. And that's how it all began. I headed up to Route 27, otherwise known as St. George's Avenue, and turned my bike towards the big metropolis of Elizabeth, New Jersey. Even though I didn't very much like traveling on busy streets like that, I gritted my teeth and made the best of it, since I didn't have many alternatives. Route 27 provided a straight shot to my destination, and so it seemed like a reasonable compromise. I just made sure that I stayed extra vigilant all the way, watching out for crazy New Jersey drivers who might want to sideswipe me just for kicks. Well, this particular trip took me about a half an hour, one way. I passed many familiar landmarks that I'd previously come to know on dozens of trips in the car with my old man, like Warnankle Park, Wetson's Drive-In, which in those days was actually a forerunner of McDonald's, the public library, the Union County Courthouse, Broad Street, the main shopping district, the old Liberty Theater, and on and on. Now, however, I was beginning to get into less familiar territory. I passed the old Harmonia Bank on Union Square, which was the site of the weekend farmer's market, and as I got further and further, it was becoming obvious that I was venturing into a strange new land. A lot of the businesses and storefronts there catered to the Latin and Hispanic community. And so, onward I pedaled. At that point, I knew I was getting closer to my destination. I figured I was only minutes away. I could almost smell the salt air. I couldn't stop now. The adrenaline was pumping in my veins. My feet were pumping the pedals on my bike. And despite all challenges, real and imagined, I kept going with a newfound determination that I could rise to the occasion and reach my ultimate goal. Hang in there, kid. You're almost there. And sure enough, just minutes later, I arrived. It was the end of the line. The street didn't go any further. I was right at the entrance to Elizabethport. Now, for those of you unfamiliar with this part of the world, Elizabethport, which is the next-door neighbor to Port Newark, is part of a huge, sprawling maritime and industrial district that is virtually one of the largest and busiest seaports on the East Coast. It's home to a giant container shipping operation that has very few rivals. It's just immense, I kid you not. What I didn't realize at the time was the reputation of this area had for being a rather seedy, rough-and-tumble port district. With all the dock workers, sailors, longshoremen, and others, I was actually treading very dangerous ground. Luckily for me, it was broad daylight, and at least I had enough sense not to hang around or stick my nose where it didn't belong. So once I'd reached my destination, the 
infamous, perilous seafaring district of Elizabethport, I simply turned around and headed right back home. My mother never did discover where I'd gone that day. I figured it was better that she wasn't aware of my daring, foolhardy expedition. It was bad enough that her brother, my Uncle Cy, had been in the Merchant Marine once and had done his own share of risky business. But for me, this trip was just the start of more biking marathons to come. But those are stories for another day. You've been listening to A Look Behind and Rewind. I'm Tom Nielsen. See you next time. Hi, this is Tom Nielsen. If you enjoyed this podcast, you're invited to hear more of our episodes at A Look Behind and Rewind. And feel free to share our link with friends, family, and others, as well as following us on buzzsprout.com, Apple, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcasts.